You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here Now Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I have a very, very special guest on, which I will get to in a minute. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is Sophia Labano and Here Now Podcast. Without further ado, I wanted to welcome Alana Dawson onto the show. She is also a podcaster, but I will leave that up to her to introduce herself. So hi, Alana. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Sophia. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you today. Me too. So why don't you tell everybody where you're from, what you do? Let's just hear it. Yeah. So I am born and raised in Idaho, just outside Boise, but my husband is military. So for the past 17 years, we have traveled around the U.S. and been stationed in all different um, places and cities, mostly East Coast and West Coast and Hawaii. So we haven't had too much in between except for if you count Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is still, I consider the West. (laughs) Yeah. um, So that's kind of where I'm from. I'm from all over. I'm a mama of two girls, one naughty Frenchie, which I know you can relate to. Oh, totally. I do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And let's see, what do I do? I am a, I do all kinds of things, but I'm a podcast host, as you mentioned, Mm. of the podcasting party. I'm a podcast coach, which is what I really love doing. I coach women in the podcasting space to help them grow and monetize their Mm -hmm. podcast. And then I also do some editing and production work for for some podcasts as well. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I love that so much. So how did you get started podcasting years ago? Yeah, kind of definitely not like a direct line from one thing to another. Definitely like some I started out as a blogger. I started mm-hmm. out blogging for military spouses and kind of pivoted my blog. That was back in 2013 that I started that blog. And then once I pivoted, I realized that I kind of had listenership or readership drop off. Mm-hmm. And so like some smart people told me to do, I pulled my audience and tried to figure out why aren't people, you know, listen, mm-hmm. um, I say listening, reading Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> back and forth. Um, why are they reading anymore? And one of the things they said is they were all listening to podcasts. And so I started thinking mm-hmm. about starting a podcast. It took me about a year from that first thought of podcasting to actually starting one. It was really an uphill battle. And I always say I was super overwhelmed, very stressed out, almost quit several different times. Mm-hmm. Um, finally uh, launched my podcast and I didn't launch my current podcast. I launched, this is my second podcast that I have. Mm-hmm. But I launched the um, Mom Wants More podcast and ran that for about two and a half years before I pivoted to just podcasting about podcasting. (laughs) I love that so much. So what was the Mom Wants More? What was that like in a nutshell? Yeah. So Mom Wants More was, I brought on a co-host about a year in, but we encouraged women, particularly moms, to step into their God-given gifts, callings. As a military spouse, you know, I met a lot of women, most women who 
had some kind of dream in their heart, but they weren't willing to step into that yet. They were waiting and wishing and, you know, for their husband to retire, their kids to get older when they had more money in the bank, more time when they were stationed someplace longer than two years. And it's just my personality and who I am that that fired me up and thought, you don't have to wait. We don't have to wait for anything. We can do it right now. Right. Absolutely. I love that. So when did you guys close off the Mom Wants More podcast? Our last episode aired this past spring. Okay. So April was our last, and we're talking in in 2020, so spring of 2020, but we made that decision in January of 2020. Right, Um, And it was very, it was very amicable. I mean, there wasn't any like drama behind the scenes. Um, Amber (laughs) Solis was my co-host and I love her. Still to this day, we talk all the time and- we had a great time. It was just, we knew it was time. I had really started leaning into the podcast coaching and she was at that time running a kind of a fitness coaching business. And Mm -hmm. so we just both knew in our individual lives that it was time for mom wants more to, you know, to be done and wrap up. And we've always said, never say never. So we're not saying that it won't ever come back. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But for right now, timing you know, and we were really glad we made that decision in January too, because with everything happening, you know, we both have two oh, kiddos. Yeah. I solo parent, my husband and I are stationed apart military wise. And so we, you know, I do it. I'm a one woman show literally. <laughs> and so for me to have homeschooling and two podcasts to manage as well as client work um, and coaching clients, oh my gosh. that, that would have been a lot. So. Oh, absolutely. So kudos to you. That's amazing. So, so now you're pivoting to, you know, just having your own show. When did you decide that you kind of wanted to help others start podcasting through your own podcast? Yeah, well, right from the beginning, I just didn't know it at the time. As I was putting together my show and I was so frustrated, you know, trying, because there wasn't the resources then that there are now for podcasters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I was literally Googling and guessing my way through it. And so I just, I remember thinking like, man, if I can help anybody else figure this thing out, I'm going to help them. And so from the beginning, I'd say maybe it was about six months after I launched, women started reaching out to me and just asking me little questions like, how do I submit my RSS feed or Mm -hmm you know, I'm, I have this troubleshooting question. Can you help me? And I would, if I could, I didn't have all the answers, but if I knew it, I would answer them. So it kind of started slow at first. And then I'd say January of 2019, I had several women reach out that said, can you just help me like launch this thing? Mm -hmm. And I did for free. I mean, I just said, sure, of course I'm going to help you. And after several of those clients, it was actually my husband who said like, okay, I think you might want to make this into a business. Like this is a viable (laughs) thing. You're spending a lot of time doing this. And so I did in May of 2019, I created a beta coaching group and just threw it out on Instagram and said, Hey, if anybody's interested in started a podcast, I'd love to help you walk you through this. And honestly, it kind of took off from there. So in the fall, so it'll be one year actually next week. So September 9th, uh, 2019, I launched the podcasting party just because I saw it as like, there were, it was becoming so many inquiries that I couldn't keep up answering through DMs or PMs. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to start a podcast about podcasting and answer all these questions that I get. And so I went ahead and launched that. And like I said, I managed two podcasts plus, plus client work for a few months and, and it was fabulous. I love it. There's nothing that I love more than podcasting, except for my family, of course. <laughs> Just being honest. No, yeah. I, love that. I love that so much. So what kind of things do you guys cover um, on Podcasting Party? Yeah, so 
podcasting party is mostly for potential and beginner podcasters. I talk a lot about I, this week's episode was how to, you know, pick a name, a podcasting name that you mm -hmm. love. And, you know, a lot of these things, there's not some things I can give you a formula for, you know, I can walk you through how do you create a RSS feed and submit it to directly directories like that's a, a format that I can give you a step by step process. But there are some things you can't you just got to yeah. feel your way for through I always say like, it's your podcast, you get to decide there are best practices. Yeah. But ultimately you're the one that gets to decide how to do these things and i think a lot of women think that there's a right or wrong way to to podcast mm -hmm. you know they see these big names doing it and so they think oh well i have to do it like those big names well that doesn't work when they have a team of hundreds literally oh, i'm thinking so true. you know guy raz npr yeah. like you're not going to get that quality sound you're not going to get that level of editing and production and marketing from just yourself. So I always say, you gotta trust your gut a little bit, but that's what we kind of walk through. I, I teach mostly potential and beginner, beginner podcasters how to start their podcast, how to grow it, how to monetize it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so needed. And I love what you said about the whole like bigger podcasters um, that you're like, okay, if I get even close to what they have right now, I might make it big, but that's never gonna be your brand. Like your own brand is what you are and it's not going to be what somebody else is. So I love that. And I think that's a super, super important piece of advice for anybody in the business right now. Um, and I, the first person that comes to my mind is Joe Rogan. <laughs> like his huge show, like he's like the number one podcaster. But it's just, that's incredible. Yeah. So what do you wish you knew before you started podcasting? Yeah, this is such a great question. I thought because you sent these questions to me a little bit of, ahead yeah. of time to give me some some more thought. <laughs> and I just, this is such a great question. And here's what I think I want. Like, I wish I would have known before. Two things, if I can break it down to two yeah. things. Number one, I wish I would have known how amazing it is. Like, I yeah. have created so many friendships online friendships obviously and connections mm -hmm. but also local ones i've had several local gals on my podcast and i love it i wish i would have known just the friendships and the bonds that that would come from it i also wish i would have known how much it stretched me personally and grew yeah. like i am not i tell this to everyone i am not tech savvy like i would not <laughs> consider myself technically savvy but you know what if I can do it, anybody can do it. Like, <laughs> and then I think the last thing I would want people to know, that's like three things, but, or with it, that I wish I would have known is I would wish I would have known what a, like a long game it was. It is, yeah. I think that's the one thing it used to be when you launched a podcast in 2017, 2018, even you kind of got this automatic audience because yeah. people were out there looking for shows and there weren't that many, you know, in 2018, they did a, uh, a survey and there was, 175,000 podcasts wow. on Apple, 175,000. Mm -hmm. Now there's over a million podcasts. On That's Apple insane. Today in 2020. That's so, insane. you know, it's a, it's a long game. Like you got to be in it for the long term. And I think, I guess I thought back then that it would be pretty easy, like launch this show, you know, get, but you don't, you have to work really hard. It's, you got to be in it for the long term. Oh, that's so true. I mean, I was just telling you, like, I just had my one year anniversary and I'm like, I didn't think a year ago that I would be doing this for a year. And now I'm, when's the second year coming? It's just, yep. you're in it for the long run. And I think that's so cool. 
so cool to see the dedication that other people have to doing this, especially when you can make a living off of it. And so that kind of like skipped around, but what, <laughs> what did you do to monetize your show to kind of make a profit off of it? Yeah. So what I'm doing now for podcasting party is completely different from mom once more. So I'll talk about mom once more first. I, like I said, my co-host was amazing and she was kind of like, you run with it. She did all mm-hmm. the social media channels. She did all the show notes and I did the editing and then kind of the strategic um, plan behind it. Mm-hmm. And so she allowed me kind of just to try everything, which was great because I've, we've monetized in almost every single way out there. So <laughs> I, when I talk about um, podcast monetization, just to give listeners some background, I kind of talk about it in six ways. I talk about ads and sponsorship, which I think mm-hmm. is what most people think yeah. of when they think of podcasting, monetizing mm-hmm. a podcast. Um, there's a membership based model, which is like Patreon or tip jar, some, you know, depending mm-hmm. on what platform you're on, there is products, you know, swag, mm-hmm. podcast swag, whether it's a hat with the podcast name on it, yeah. or um, then there's our books, eBooks, books, devotionals, those sort of things are huge in podcasting space. There's services, coaching, you know, that kind of that service-based model. And then there's events and affiliate links. Right. And so we have, we did all of those on mom once more, except <laughs> for <laughs> the membership based right. model. We did everything else. Wow. So, and you know, some worked awesome ads and sponsorships were a wonderful way. Yeah. And we partnered with, we list, really partnered with our audience. And so because we were speaking into those women who really were kind of starting out their business, whether mm-hmm. it was through network marketing or whether it was through a small business, we partnered with them and gave them a space and an audience to market to when a lot of bigger podcasts, you know, don't allow the budget yeah. for that. So that was, that worked like gangbusters. That was fabulous. And then we did an event. We did a live mm-hmm. event, podcast event, which was super, super fun. And we loved, wow. and that, that actually was probably our biggest, as far as profit went, we made the most with that live event. Mm-hmm. It was great. We did some coaching, some services. We used affiliate links. So that's how we monetized mom wants more. And like I said, it was, it worked well. And we just kind of looked at it as an experiment, like, okay, Mm -hmm. what are we going to roll out now? Ads and sponsorship was kind of what across the board, what earned us the most long-term, you know, it was the most consistent, I should say. But for podcasting party, I um, use, I basically monetize my podcast through all of my own services. Right. And so my editing services, my coaching programs, I have a podcasting course, and then I have a membership community for female faith-based podcasters. Mm -hmm. So that's how I monetize this show. And I like that. Ali Casaza says, keep them at you.com. And so I've kind of adopted (laughs) that as my own. Why send, why send listeners out to spend their money elsewhere if you can offer them something through your show? Sometimes as new podcasters, that takes a little bit to figure out what works and, and um, what you can offer. But if you know your listener well enough, you can monetize right off the bat. That is so true. I listened to this one show that every single week her sponsorship is her own company. And so she's always trying to draw those people in. And I think that's so smart. And that's probably one of the, like the most neglected ways of podcasting and advertising. People always immediately go, I need brand deals. I need sponsorships. I need ads. But forgetting about this stuff and the value that you can offer from yourself right at home. And it doesn't cost you any money either. So I love that. That yeah. is such a great piece of advice. So that kind of like segues into my next question. So what does a typical week or and day in the life look like for you? 
Yeah. Well, 2020 has been a guessing game. I feel like sometimes <laughs> week by week it changes. True. For the most part, both my girls are in middle school. And so right now school just started for us. We're back in person mm-hmm. for learning, but they only go four days a week. So their district okay. is a Monday through Thursday, um, eight to four. Yeah. And so right now a day in the life with Alana looks like I wake up at, I'm an early riser, 4.50. Oh my get gosh. Up. I could I never. have a little... <laughs> I know most people say that. And listen, I will just put this out there that this has been within the last two years for me. I never was either. I didn't have kiddos that slept really well. I've never been somebody who's just like popped out of bed. I will say I'm definitely a morning person versus like mm-hmm. a night owl, but it's just been something that I've adopted in the last couple of years because I can. So if you're out there right. listening and you're thinking, there's no way my three-year-old woke me up four times last night. Absolutely. You do not need, please don't get out of bed at 4.50. Like sleep in it. <laughs> Um, or if you know, you were up late studying or whatever your phase of life is like, this is, there's no shame in this game. Like you, you do what works for you, but yeah, I get up at four fifty. I have my quiet and devotional time, which is super important to me. And then I try to get a workout in some days that works. Some days it doesn't just depending on if we have to hit the ground running. Then usually from about, you know, six 30 to eight, that's kiddo time. I'm in my, my mom mode and mm-hmm. put on my mom hat. I'm getting kids ready for school and out the door. And then I usually work hours are eight to four most days. Mm -hmm. And then I go pick up kids and run them around wherever they have to go and dinner. And I'm usually in bed if I can have it this way in bed by nine 30. (laughs) I can get back up and do it again. Uh, The weekend kind of changes, but, and then I break down. I like to batch. I batch all my content quarterly for the podcast. But as far as like work for clients. Mondays is usually what I call my CEO day. So it's all mm-hmm. my stuff. And that is not something I made up. That's a yeah. Rachel Cook, if you call Rachel Cook, um, <laughs> a CEO, that's her term. But that's my day that I do take care of all this stuff that only I can do for my business the whole right. week. So I prioritize those things on Monday. Tuesday is usually what I'm doing today. It's podcast yeah. interviews. It's going live in my coaching program. I like to really streamline. And so I will do my makeup one day a week, really great. And my hair and get out and get out there and get on the <laughs> camera so that I'm done for the week. Wednesday is always client work. So I'm usually in yoga pants and yep. um, chilling with my pup next to me, editing for clients. And then Thursday is just kind of whatever I need to catch up on. If I have, you know, things I'm working on within my membership, or if I need to work on coaching content, or work with a with a client. I do some one on one coaching mm-hmm. as well. Those are usually the days I do that. That's incredible. I I've heard the term CEO days, but I like just never put it into practice. So would you recommend doing that for people who have their own business? Yeah, it's something that I started. I'm a one woman show. I have no team members. So right. everything from social media pa- posts to responding to emails, that is me. Yeah. Um, and I like it that way right now. I mean, down yeah. the line, maybe that'll change. But for right now, that works for me. And so I do because I like to start off my week. I'm an Enneagram four wing three. And yeah. so for those of you that are Enneagram fans, that this will <laughs> kind of give you some insight into my world. And so I like to get all that stuff that I know I need done at the first of the week. And when I do my CEO days, that helps me prioritize, okay, what is really important? What is going to move my business forward? Because you know what, that social media post might look really pretty and be really cute and get a lot of likes, but what really is going to 
you know, move my business forward is getting, hopping on some calls and getting some strategy calls done with yeah. people, or it's going to be following up on that email for a podcast interview, or it's going to be whatever, you know, so CEO days are my days that I prioritize all that. So yeah, I would totally recommend it. Rachel yeah. Cook, she's the one to go listen to, or Allison Hardy talks about, she kind mm-hmm. of uses it in different terminology, but she does CEO days too. I love they that. I love that. That's amazing. So thank you for the insight into your day. I'm I'm a three, so I totally get the whole like structured week and days and stuff. I procrastinate, I'm not gonna lie. But I like the I like the high achieving, like this is how I'm gonna start it off with the week. So I think that's amazing. So like I was, my next question is, can people learn from you on starting a podcast? Obviously you answer that question. So what advice can you give to those who want to start a podcast who have no knowledge of the podcasting world whatsoever? Yeah. Oh, good question. You know, I think my advice would be to them. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, get really, really clear on who your podcast is for. Right. And this seems almost kind of like counterintuitive, like, well, don't I need to like research what mic I need and what there's yeah. information out there for you to find for free from me, from lots of different people. So what's going to really grow your podcast and move it is knowing who your ideal listener is in the business world. They call this an ICA ideal client avatar. It's who your show is for. So get in his or her mind, really ask the question, like, what are they struggling with? What is their point pain point? What is your show going to solve? And I usually say it's one of four, four ways. You're either going to empower them. You're going to entertain them. You're going to encourage them, or you're going to educate them. And it can mm-hmm. be a variety of those ways. But I think once you really hone in and get super specific there, you know, they say that saying there's riches in the niches, like yeah. <laughs> they don't just say that for nothing. Like it's yeah. true. If you really, and the reason is if you get to know your listener really, really well, you can serve them really, really well, which is what is going to keep them coming back and listening to your show when they go, Oh my goodness. She's not just in my ears. She's in my head. Like, how yeah. does she know this? I yeah. thought that exactly. That is when you grow listeners who become loyal, raving fans. Absolutely. I, I think that's so true. And I always struggled in the very beginning with like kind of narrowing it down because I wanted to do everything. Like I wanted to be here and I wanted to also serve this person at the same time. And the more that I've done episodes each week, I'm like, wow, like I'm actually following the same natural path of just, you know, finding the people that are going to come to me because I know what I'm getting clear on my audience with. So I think that's such a good piece of advice. And you're the only person that can do it for yourself. Like nobody else out there can do that for you. So I think that's amazing. Such a good piece of advice. Well, and don't be afraid either. Like if you're, if you're thinking, well, gosh, I don't have a really clear picture of who that person is yet. Okay. We'll do the best you can get some clarity surrounding that and then go with it because Mm -hmm. as you take action and as you learn more and as you're able to Um, have conversations with those listeners as they send you DMs, as they send you emails, as you can survey them, you're going to learn more and more. I mean, I didn't obviously walk out the front door the first time with a podcast and know exactly who I was talking to. You're going to pivot. You're going to shift. Don't be afraid of that. But I do say do that work up front because if you just jump in with a show because you want to, I hear this a lot and and I love their heart behind it, but I, most of the women I work with say, well, I just want to encourage other X, Y, and Z. I want to encourage moms. I want to encourage, you know, empty nesters. That's great. Encourage 
encourage them, but who are they? What's, yeah. what, how are you going to encourage them with what message? And so that's what I'd say, get really clear and then don't be afraid to execute and pivot as you learn. I love that for sure. Yeah. Cause in the very beginning I started out, like I said, mostly talking about hearing less content. I was like, well, maybe I can talk about lifestyle content more and more. And that's pretty much what I do at this point is just interview people who are like real life business people and just have, you know, their head screwed on right. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I love that. See, and you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't just started, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, in the very beginning, just started out with doing my own episodes and each week, like coming together with a piece of advice that was on my heart. And now I'm like, no, like other people have value too. And I think they can add so much more to the show as well. And so I was like, that's why I need to invite people on and have guests and just see what they have to offer. So I think that's great. And I love that. So I'm definitely going to take this next question to heart is what advice can you give to those who already have a show? Oh yeah, man. That's so good. I'm looking at my notes cause I'm like, did I have something really good to, um, <laughs> to offer here? <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that I can give to the biggest piece of advice that I can give to current podcasters is just take each each episode, each podcast, and think about how you can improve it. Mm-hmm. We It's so easy for us as podcasters to get in this routine or almost kind of a rut of just producing, just getting an episode out there. Yeah. But once you're really clear on your listener and once you're really clear on your goal, in fact, this is the one thing I do with, regardless of whether it's group coaching or individual coaching or even my, co- my course, I make those podcasters sit down and write out their one goal for their podcast because- yeah then we're able to filter it through what we're doing, right? If your goal is to build a business and your podcast is a lead generator, meaning they come and listen and you offer products and services through it, you know, you're maybe you're a fitness coach or a nutrition coach or whatever, then what happens is you're going to, you're going to create that content in a different way than if your podcast is a ministry, right? Where you're not looking to monetize. I think, by the way, I think all podcasts can monetize and at least cover the costs. That is, that is my stance a hundred percent. However, if you're not looking to earn money from your podcast, your goal is going to be different right. than, right. And your quality may then need to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so I say, you know, if you can, if you can get a pop filter to help with some of your P's and T's that you're noticing <laughs> you're editing, easy. That's an easy win, right? Put it, right. try to do that. If you can get a little bit clearer and tighten up maybe some of your CTAs or calls to action mm-hmm. um, so that people aren't guessing what you want them to do next, it's an easy way to do that. So I think instead of, that's the one piece of advice is that I would give is look and see how you can keep improving. Because absolutely. You absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I'm always looking for ways to improve and find new things that I can do that will better serve my reader and just make it easier for me in the end. Um, Because I truly, truly do love podcasting each week, Um, especially when you get to hang out with fun people. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, it's the best thing ever. You get to make friends and talk to them on the internet. I'll tell you what, I always on report cards, I was always that kid that was like, got great grades, but the feedback was always, and my mom was a teacher. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of, you know, it was worse for her. (laughs) She always got the feedback that like, Alana's great, but she talks way too much in class. And I'm like, that's because God knew I was going to be a podcaster. That's what I was going to do all day long is I was going to chat. It's so true. I 
I'm not like a totally I was not a talkative person when I was younger but the more like I kind of grew into myself I was like wow like I actually do like talking because I have a lot to say so why not put my thoughts on the internet the best way to do it and especially like you said making making good friends and just having a good time because like I've met so many amazing people through podcasting like it's incredible and they're everywhere you never know like who has that thought on their brain to want to start a show and they're like wow like you actually have a show like that's cool like I can make it too you know and like you said a million podcasts that's insane in in two years I cannot believe that and so I wonder well quick question do you think quarantine helped inspire people to start their own show or was it before that they had that influx in numbers I I definitely know that quarantine did help because I opened strategy calls as soon as it, I just said, Hey, if you're thinking about a podcast, let's chat. You know, people were home. They didn't know what to do. They were feeling either inspired or frustrated. And I had, I had to open a whole separate day and this is just within my little sphere. So yes, I think quarantine helped, but I think what that number is, is that people are realizing number one, how podcasting can grow no like and trust for a business and brand quicker than anything else out there yeah because they literally have you like I mentioned earlier in your in their heads in their ears and while they're doing everyday tasks whether it's you know washing dishes or doing laundry or or driving commuting and so what's happening is they feel like they know you you're in their everyday life your voice is in their head and so it builds no like and trust but I think the other thing that we saw the trend during quarantine that happened that's still happening now, people didn't have as much time because mm-hmm. we're all with our families, we're all with yeah. our kids, we're homeschooling, right? So we didn't have, we're no longer commuting for a lot of people. Our daily schedules have been mixed up. So we saw a decline in listenership overall for podcasts. But what wow. happened is people had to be really, really picky and choosy. It wasn't that they were no longer listening to podcasts, they were just listening to less of them and being. Yeah more specific about which ones they were listening to. So that's what we saw. I think that it it really is that no like and trust piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. I just, in fact, somebody sent me a clip the other day from Gary V. I'm not a huge Gary V fan. I think he yeah. can be super motivating when you're ready. Um, <laughs> and if you need that little kick in the butt, but oh, yeah. he's a smart business guy. And yeah. so he said, somebody asked a question of like, Hey, I want to start a business. I'm not quite sure where to start. Where do I put my time? There's all these parts and moving pieces. And he said, start a podcast. Yes. So I think it's that component of everybody out there now is in the marketing space and business space is seeing the impact that podcasting is having. And I think that's why it grew so quickly. No, I I totally agree. And I remember in the beginning of quarantine, I was kind of chatting with my other podcaster friends and they put a poll out like, do you think that podcasting listenership is going to increase? Everybody said yes, because more time on your hands. But I honestly did. I saw a decline because I did not even think about everybody being so busy doing every other thing in the world because they had to be a mom and adult the whole time. So I totally agree with that. So that's that's a very, very good statistic. So don't be discouraged, right? Like that's just the effect of quarantine. Thank you, 2020. <laughs> exactly. And we're still seeing, just to give you, throw some other statistics out there that will be really encouraging is there's only, we only see about 53% of, this is the US that are listening to podcasts. So we still have more than half the population that are not wow. listening to podcasts. So there's a lot, there's a lot more listeners to be had out there. That's so cool. Do you think it's going to be an increasing number over the next couple of years? 
I think we'll finally, I think there will still be an age. Like my dad still calls podcasts, um, blogcasts. He's like, where do I listen to your (laughs) blogcast? And every time I show him, I've even subscribed on his Apple app. Like he has an (laughs) Apple phone. Like I'm like, dad, here's where you can listen. But I think there's still like a kind of a generation that still doesn't get, there's lots that do, but there's still some that are like, I don't understand. Why would I listen? You know, why would I do that? Why would I listen on my phone to something? But I do think there's still, there's younger generations that like my girls listen to podcasts. My youngest daughter is a huge Harry Potter fan. She found several Harry Potter podcasts that she loves to listen to. So yes, I think we're just going to see those numbers increasing and growing. Yeah. I, even like my assignments for school, like you're required to listen to a podcast on statistics, which is probably going to be boring, but (laughs) I'm just, I just like, it's becoming so ingrained in our society now that I hope that we see a big influx in people, a listenership's increasing, but people starting their own shows as well. Cause there's literally going to be a podcast for everything if there isn't already. There's, there's so many topics out there that people can cover. So this is your encouragement right now if you want to start a podcast to start a podcast. So I I think that's amazing. Yeah, come join us. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a fun community. There's room at the table. Like, yeah. Amazing. I know. I mean, like I said, I've met so many amazing people. And there's just so many fun things that you can do to start and to just continue talking about things that you love. So I love it. Do you have any last minute advice, questions, anything that you want to throw in there? Maybe promo your businesses in there too. Well, sure. Yeah. If you want to connect with me, first of all, I would say like, if you're thinking, even kind of thinking about starting a podcast, like do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. You will not, you will not regret it. But if you want to connect with me, there's a couple different places. I would encourage you come listen to the podcasting party. You can find it on all your favorite podcasting apps. So listen there. That'll give you a great, you know, I have some episodes like, how do you know if now is the right time to start a podcast and what equipment I have some basic episodes that'll give you some ideas that will kind of help you and go, okay, yes, this is for me or no, maybe the timing's not right. Second of all, you can find me over on my website. It's alanadawson.com and you can look through all the things, coaching coaching packages, editing services. My membership community isn't up there right now because we're not open for enrollment, Mm -hmm. but we will be soon. And so you can get on the wait list there. Yes. So those are the best places to connect with me. I have free guides and resources over on the website. I have one called the ultimate podcasting guide that'll kind of walk you through six simple steps to start a podcast to take your idea from possibility to podcast. I also have one called the non-techies guide. So if you're like me and you're like, (laughs) <laughs> too technical can't start it don't worry I got your back on that too, so <laughs> I'd love to connect with you over there I love that so much so what about social medias that people can follow you on Instagram yep Instagram I'm Alana P Dawson mm-hmm. and over on Facebook you can find me just Alana Dawson I have a business page or you can join my podcast the podcasting party uh, community Facebook group and honestly it's the best place on the internet I say this but I really mean it um, and so we're Sophie is in that group yeah. it's a free group that you can join and we talk about podcasting and we share episodes and I give a tip every Tuesday that I call tipsy Tuesday um, that you can implement without hardly any time little effort and zero so zero true. dollars which is the best so true no, I, I think it's such a great community and it's super encouraging. And my favorite is the two-year horn Thursdays where you can share your 
like latest wins and everything so it's amazing so i will leave all the links down below to everything that alana has talked about today but yeah i think that's everything i had for you this week thank you so much for joining me on the show i hope it's encouraging for everybody out there who has thought about starting a podcast and i definitely got a lot of mentorship advice from you as well so thank you for that (laughs) oh you're so welcome i was so glad to connect with you and i just want to thank you for everything you're doing in this space and how you are just serving people here so thank you so much that's so sweet so yeah without further ado this is going to be the end of today's episode thank you guys so much for listening to here now this week thank you again atlanta for joining me on the show make sure you check out all her socials all of her websites coaching calls everything um will be linked down below um and i will see you guys back next week thank you Elena. thank you sophia yes bye guys Thank you.